From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. I'm Christopher Norton, Director of Marketing here at Potomac. Today, we're going to talk about social media. Now, this isn't a tips and tricks episode. We want to go a little bit deeper when it comes to social media and ask the big question, is it a waste of time? Now, I will admit that I have always appreciated the community that we have on social media in this industry for, for years. I've, I have always enjoyed that. And even more so during a pandemic when we're not going to conferences, we're not getting an opportunity to see people, being able to connect with, with people that you know and even meeting new people online is fantastic. But from a business perspective, is investing any of your time and resources in social media worth it? So we're going to look at this from a number of different perspectives. We're going to talk to marketing people. We're going to talk to advisors. We're going to talk to people outside the industry and get their perception, get their take on it, hear what they think is valuable and what they think isn't, and hopefully walk away from this with a better perspective on the value of social media. So with that, I'm excited to welcome my first guest, uh, Zach McDonald, the President and Chief Marketing Officer at Three Crowns. Zach, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much. Good to be here, Christopher. So I know that you obviously have considerable experience uh, with marketing, um, but you were newer to the social media side of the financial universe. So tell me a little bit about your background, and then we'll, we'll jump into it. Yeah, so um, I was part of a team that started Mineral Interactive about five years ago, a digital agency for financial advisors, and then we were acquired by uh, Carson Group. So spent a couple of years with them, um, running the content team and then advertising, and joined Three Crowns with Johnny here back in July. So kind of new at this point, but uh, familiar terrain overall. Outstanding. Well, let me, this this may be the shortest podcast we've ever done. Um, given your background and uh, experience um, working on the agency side with, with our audience, um, but focusing more on web development, content creation, ads, and less on social media, in your opinion, is social media a giant waste of time and, and we're just done? <laughs> End podcast? <laughs> Well, I mean, I I can't say yes. I can't say that it is a giant waste of time. I actually think it's it's a very valuable way to spend your time um, if you think about it in the right context. I think a lot of advisors tend to look at someone like Josh Brown or right. whoever. You know, Josh Brown is the one who... I'm going to be that, yeah. Right, exactly. Like, look at what he did. I'm going to do that. What does he have? I don't know, millions of followers probably. Right. Um, but I think a lot of advisors look at that and go, oh, yeah, he's made a name for himself. And if you look at the kind of name that he's made for himself, I think a lot of his fans are probably advisors, which is not necessarily what... What uh, most advisors' audiences are, right? Right. You're looking to yeah. speak with investors, consumers. Yeah. And, 
I, I was going to throw a statistic at you along those same lines. So Scott McKenna works for um, ETF Logic, and he ran a, a poll on Twitter. So <laughs> on social media, he ran a poll about social media. Uh, and the question was, so financial advisors, is FinTwit really a good or even viable source to get new clients? 48% of them said no. 16% said yes. And 36% said TBD. About 36% would be, what is FinTwit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, I heard, I, I went to a content conference a few years ago put on by Content Marketing World, I think it was, or um, anyway, Andy Crestadina spoke at that conference. He's from Orbit Media. And he said, um, when someone is, he was comparing and contrasting search advertising versus digital or social media advertising. And he said, when someone's on search, they are busy. When someone is on social, they're bored. Uh, and so I think Interesting. a big part of what, advisors need to recognize and anyone who wants to use social media for um, engaging followers, you got to have something that is engaging enough. You can't, people aren't going to social media for, um, to take care of their real world problems. They're going to social media to take a step right. back from their real world problems most of the time. So if I go and if I log into. That's an great point. Yeah, yeah. If I log into Facebook or Twitter and I get somebody who's like, Hey, Remember the fact that you don't have a retirement plan? I don't want to think about that. No, I'm, I'm here to laugh at a cat. Leave me right, alone. Exactly. <laughs> I need 10 minutes off from work, you know? So um, if you're going to spend time on social media, I think the goal so, should be get your name known, get familiar with some people. So maybe you connect with people because it's a social platform, but don't think of it as your next keynote opportunity because your white paper probably isn't going to get the level of engagement you were hoping for when it's sandwiched in between a Star Wars meme and a video of a kid hitting his dad with a baseball bat by accident. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why, I mean, my main part of um, experience here is with social media advertising. And so when we're doing social media advertising, I think a big part of it is, well, don't point people to your homepage, but point them to a blog or an ebook or whatever, but build your following and start targeting and retargeting rather than like, hey, this is the first time we met. We should work together, you know, that kind of thing. That's a good point. But like, like any other relationship that you're building, you don't jump to the close. You make an introduction, you share your expertise, you add some value and say, okay, now maybe there's an opportunity for us to work together. Just this week, I got a connection request from an advisor on LinkedIn. I get a lot of connection requests from advisors on LinkedIn. And as soon as I hit accept, I got an automatic <sighs> sales pitch yeah. and um, ended up writing a, a blog about that. I think that was last week actually, but um, you know, and it's, it's just, I'm not logging onto LinkedIn thinking about, my real world problems and logging on to LinkedIn thinking about I'm kind of bored and could use a break here. Awesome. Well, Zach, thank you so much for taking the time to share your insight on this. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your perspective. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Good to talk to you. 
My next guest is known as much for her bad takes on chicken wings as her expertise. Courtney McQuaid, welcome to the Conquerors podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me, Christopher. It is genuinely a pleasure. Uh, I wanted to give you an opportunity to tell people a little bit about what you do, because I think the the work that you're involved in has such a unique perspective on advisor social media right now. Yes, well, you know, I'm with Integrated Partners and I work on the external Marcom side of that. So we're building out the digital strategy for the firm um, as, as an RIA, a hybrid RIA. And then I also consult with CityWire, which has CityWire RIA magazine. So I am working with a lot of RIAs on both sides of what I do. And I do see a lot of different types of use of social media out there. Yeah, I can, I can truly imagine. We were speaking earlier about how one thing that's important for advisors to, to keep in mind about social media is why people are there. I've, I've had such a great time on FinTwit over the last few years actually watching relationships build and grow. Um, I'll never forget the time I saw Josh Brown interviewing Tyrone Ross, and I think it was Bryant Park. They're sitting at like a folding table in New York City, and it was the first time I ever saw Tyrone and got to know him. I think he had a couple followers on Twitter at the time. And now, I mean, it's just great to see the way he's grown and that friendship's grown. Um, I watched Taylor Schulte and Justin Castelli build a friendship. A guy, you know, here's a guy in Southern California and a guy in Fishers, Indiana. And they built this amazing advisors growth community. And then just a lot of the amazing women in finance that I've gotten to meet. I've learned a lot. I've met a lot of great people. There's great discussions. People don't always agree with each other, but that's okay. You know, I think it's a great place to share your perspective. I think this this shift in mindset from looking at social media strictly as a prospecting tool and more of a community opportunity to share insight, learn from others, share that then with your clients and your prospects. Mm-hmm. It, it can be a way to grow your business, but it's Absolutely. not strictly a, it, it's not, it's not a billboard or a soapbox to stand on with one way communication. It's, it is by its very nature, well, social, social media. Yeah. is just that it's social. And you know, even with any social media strategy, that is a common mistake I see advisors make when they are trying to um, build their brand or even share valuable information for prospects and clients. I call that selfish posting. You can't just post and disappear. You know, you have to get in there and engage and be social. You know, it's like going to a networking event. I always tell people, that I'm working with, try and think about it in a real life situation. You know, you, you wouldn't go into a networking event, drop your business cards or a flyer and walk out and ignore everybody, right? You would chat, you would meet people, you would ask them about themselves too. It's not a one-way street. It's an online social engagement. And I think that gets back to sort of the core of the question of why we're doing this podcast, which is, is is social media a waste of time? So, how do you how do you strike that balance between I, I wanna I wanna share meaningful content, 
uh, about who I am and what my convictions are. And, and I want to be social with people and I don't want that to be my whole day every day. Right. So how do you tell people how to strike that balance? That's a great question. (laughs) Um, Well, first of all, and I want to go back and say, I don't think people actually are trying to be selfish and just post and disappear. I think maybe it's just lack of experience or lack of knowledge. So maybe they think, okay, there's my post, you know, maybe it's new to them. It's, It's a little bit stressful. There's a lot of vulnerable and awkward feelings that go with posting, especially when you're brand new. Um, I get that. That feeling is totally normal. Um, And also, yeah, you're busy. So maybe they post and they think, okay, I'm done now. I can finish my client meetings and feed my kids and everything else that I have to do. Um, And one person that said it best is the amazing Winnie Sun. Um, She's a financial advisor down in Southern California. She's built an amazing following for herself. And she has three kids. And I said to her once, Winnie, how do you do it? You know, it's because it's very authentic. People are not posting for her. She makes sure that she checks her social media morning, noon, and night just for about 10 minutes. Checks her notifications, scrolls her feed, comments, um, engages, and contributes. And if you think of it that way, it really doesn't take that much time. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today and sharing your very unique perspective on on social media for advisors. Thanks for having me. My next guest has personally been a part of my career since pretty much the beginning. Uh, Liv Gagnon, welcome to the Conquer Risk podcast. We've known each other for, uh, it's closer to a decade than not a decade yeah. at this point. We'll go with that. <laughs> to double down on my my initial question for this podcast, is it a is it a good use of time? I always like to say if you're investing in things like marketing and advertising and PR, anything having to do with building your brand and your recognition, but you're not doing social media, it's similar to if you spent the time going out and making all of these new friends, you invite them over for a dinner party. And then when they get to your house, you lock the door, shut the lights off and go hide in the bedroom. <laughs> like it's, you've done all of that work. And when people have finally come to have a conversation with you, you're, you're nowhere to be found. Yeah. That's a really interesting perspective. So you, if you think about it from a, from a sales and a growth perspective, it's maybe not where the conversation begins, but it may be where it ends. So mm-hmm. If you're doing other marketing efforts, but you're nowhere to be found on social media, then they're, the work that you just did is going to benefit the other person who was there and closed that business because they were around to be talked to. Right. They're a person. I think social media takes you from being a brand to being a person. And we know in marketing that something like um, 80-something percent of consumers buy into companies and brands that they feel are honest and human. And that's something that we all need to consider because um, if you're, even if you're using social media, but you're just using it like a billboard, um, you're not going to give that sense of two people interacting in a social environment. 
I think there's a great point in there too about how the the level of loyalty to a person versus a brand, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I I know of examples in my own life where I've been very brand loyal to something for years, and then something better comes along, and I'm like, I'm not that loyal. That's that's way cooler. Mm -hmm. But if it's a person. That's a relationship that I've built, and I'm I'm going to be far more likely to stay loyal to a person than I am to any brand. When I work with companies and we go through the process of creating their branding, and I'm not just talking about logo, website, but I'm talking about really who they are, the messaging behind their brand, how they want to present themselves, we do it from the standpoint of their client right? We tell their client's story. And in doing that, there's a sense of empathy that um, you can incorporate into your brand that brings across that word authenticity, but it creates a human element. You're now like two humans talking about the struggles of the client that you, you know, hope to have. And that just completely changes the narrative of a brand. And that's exactly what you need to do on social. That's very well said. Well, this has been insightful as always, Liv. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. My next guest is Michael Policar, who is actually a financial advisor. Well, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate the invite to come talk with you and speak with your audience too. I'm honored to have you on the podcast as someone with your 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 presence on social media as an advisor, which I'll state for the record, an advisor that doesn't work with Potomac, is social media valuable or is it a waste of time for your practice? Yes. Yes. How's that for an answer? Yes. Just, just yes. It's a it's a waste. Thanks for of joining time. us today, everybody. <laughs> We're out. It's a waste of time, but it's also valuable, and it depends on how you use it. It depends on what you're looking for, what you're trying to get out of it, and what your game plan is. Admittedly, my game plan has shifted and is different channel by channel. So if I'm on Facebook, which I had largely been on for personal reasons for many years, um, I'm talking to a different audience than I'm talking to when I'm on LinkedIn and a different audience than when I'm on Twitter. That's a, that's a valuable point that you bring up. Saying social media is probably a little bit unfair because social media as a catch-all is like saying communication. Like it could be a lot of right. different things. Social media is three to five platforms, each with their own style of communication and probably audience. Agreed. Yeah. And, and each one, at least for me and my experience, is unique should be treated uniquely and you know the messaging and all of that interaction engagement i think needs to be specific to that platform where have you found the most value and why is it still somewhat of a waste of time <laughs> um well let me answer those in reverse order uh it's a waste of time because you can spend you know hours upon hours on those apps. Um, now, where is the value coming from? I think 
it's a combination of LinkedIn and Twitter. If we're talking strictly dollars and cents um, flowing to my business as a financial planner, a financial advisor, I don't know if I'm allowed to say planner, whatever. Um, from that perspective, LinkedIn has been the best. I've had people who have connected with me on there. I've done a lot of you know, professional networking, but there it's more of a give. I'm helping people. I'm saying, look, I have whatever, 1,500 people, 1,300 people in my network, and I'm happy to connect you with any of them. That's kind of the role that LinkedIn plays. Um, but I've had people on LinkedIn reach out, say, hey, I've listened to your podcast. I, you know, I have these four questions about my X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. You know, it's usually employee benefits related, um, maybe because that's the kind of niche I focus on. And yes, I say niche, so we're going to just have to go with that. Um, Twitter for me is, is honestly, it's more of a take. Hopefully what I tweet and share and engage with people over is valuable to them. That's ideal. Um, but I'm impressed every single day with the access to different people that I have on there, the access of mm -hmm. diverse ideas and thoughts. I think that's an important point that there is more to be had from social media than just new business opportunities. The chance to learn, uh, to, to gather materials that help you in your business, um, that can in turn enrich the experience you have with your clients as well as just your own professional experience, I think is, is of value. I think so. And, and I think this day and age, you know, especially for somebody like me who has a <clears throat> growing business, I guess I would say, you know, I'm not at this level of whatever that I want to, that I aspire to be at some point. Um, so I'm certainly in the growth phase. I'm not brand new, but I'm also not, you know, this grizzled vet. I think you have to have a social presence, find one platform, learn it, learn what you want to get out of it, game plan. And then, you know, go and make that happen. It's the same thing that we do for our clients. Where do you want to end up? How do you want to get there? Like, what's the comfortable way of getting there? What do we have to do that's uncomfortable to get there? And how are we going to use what is inherent to LinkedIn, what is inherent to Facebook, what is inherent to Twitter to accomplish that? Um, so like I said, I'm, I'm very Twitter focused as like FinTwit and other people in and around the finance industry. Um, that's probably not as much the case. In fact, I went through a period of probably five years where I wouldn't accept LinkedIn connection requests from people in the finance industry because I wanted to keep it separate. Um, sure. But I would say if somebody hasn't taken that leap yet, uh, pick one, figure out the you know positives and negatives of it. Uh, also, lower your expectations for what you think you're going to get out of it. Um, because if somebody says, oh yeah, we're going to go use Facebook, we're going to buy some ads, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And, and we're going to have all these leads and, and business and whatnot that you probably won't. Um, it takes time to a learn the platform, learn what the algorithms like, learn what's going to keep you in people's feeds and B it takes time to find your voice. You have to be able to become comfortable with who you are on each platform. So who am I on Facebook? Who am I on LinkedIn? Who am I on Twitter? Uh, but yeah, anybody considering using social media, do it today. Don't, don't wait. It's not, you know, things are always changing. 
So you're never late to the party. Right. Right. Well, I appreciate the openness and candor of your perspective as an advisor and where you have found value and where it becomes a little bit of a black hole from a time perspective. Um, But thank you so much for joining the podcast today and sharing your insight. Now the pleasure was mine and uh, I appreciate the invite to come on and uh, ramble. Anytime. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much. Joining us now is potentially one of the most beloved members of the financial social media hemisphere, and that is of particular merit as she is not actually in finance. Chef Lauren, welcome to the Conquer Risk podcast. Hello. Thank you. I'm so excited that you're here. Uh, for, for those in our audience that are just meeting you, tell us a little bit about your background and, and what you do. Okay. Hello, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, I am a chef by trade uh, and spirit, so I like to say, and um, I'm currently an in-home personal chef, and I go into uh, people's homes and meal prep and do cooking classes and dinner date nights and all sorts of things of that nature. Awesome. How in the world did you get so plugged into particularly FinTwit, but but the wider financial social media world? So it's kind of taken off, but I would say initially um, one of my closest and best friends, Tyrone Ross, is pretty in-depth into the FinTwit world himself. So um, he has welcomed me into that world, and it's kind of just taken off from there, and people have been like super inviting and super nice to me and just kind of you know, ingratiated me with the name of Fintwist Chef, which I am super, super grateful for. It's an interesting sort of cascading story that has that has been told over this podcast. I was I was talking with Courtney McQuaid earlier about how um, just the relationship development in social media is so cool to see. And she remembered Josh Brown interviewing Tyrone early on when he didn't have a very big social media presence, and now he does. And, and Tyrone introducing you into the financial social media world and now having seen your presence grow to the level that it is, it really is cool to see how social media can create opportunity for people to connect with groups that they otherwise wouldn't know at all. It's true. I mean, I'm very chef oriented and I follow chefs on every other platform, but I'm like, let me use Twitter for something different. And I chose finance um, due to Tyrone. And now like it just kind of it's crazy. Almost all my followers are in that network, which is pretty, pretty cool. Well, and that's that's a really interesting point that I want to I want to touch on. Michael Policar, who I spoke with earlier, made a comment off camera that there is probably chef twit or chef social media out there somewhere that none of us know that you're probably super plugged into, but you have made an effort to be plugged into this and and what we're doing here in in the financial world. And that's, I think, a lesson that advisors can take away because one of the biggest criticisms I hear of social media is that it can just sort of become an echo chamber. If you've got the same people talking about the same things over and over and over again, and that can be true, but by choice, if, if you're only following this small group and you sort of stepped out and and got plugged into this new world. And, and that's had like a genuine impact on your business, if I understand correctly, that you have 
you have had an opportunity to work with people because of how you're plugged into social media. It's true. I mean, it, it, that is very true. And, and, um, and I'm super grateful for that. So, I mean, I, I, a lot of, I've, I've cooked for quite a few of, of the members of financial Twitter. Um, I've been asked to do different podcasts. I've done some zoom cooking classes, things like that. So a lot of opportunities have come my way due to that. And I feel like, like you said, people do get stuck into what's comfortable to them and you know, their lanes. And then, you know, and and look, I'm not going to go and give anybody financial advice or do anything like that, but like just going out of your lane a little bit to learn new things and to meet new people and to see what you can bring to them because it, you know, a lot of you need to eat your veggies. So (laughs) I'm helping you. (laughs) so what can I bring to your table like you know to help you guys and I feel like I'm starting to it seems as though from the feedback that I'm getting that I'm starting to make an impact in that area which is really pretty cool and that's and that's another excellent takeaway you are adding value to our space you're you're sharing things with us in our community that is relevant and and enjoyable for us to be a part of. And that's something that I think advisors can do as they connect with other communities in social media that align with the types of people that they work with, the types of clients that they want to have. They can add value in that way and become part of those conversations and create opportunity for themselves. That's true. It's definitely true. And I think there's so many other, you know, groups that are connected. I mean, everything's connected to money. And I also think everything's connected to food. So I do think that there's, you know, we have two um, spaces there that we can integrate into other spaces very well, just based upon, you know, what the knowledge that we have and the things that, I mean, everybody needs to eat and money is pretty relevant in every area of life. So I just think that's, that's definitely true and pretty amazing. I couldn't agree more and I couldn't think of a better way to bring this podcast to a close. So thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy day to speak with us. And I will say this for the first time in my life. Everyone, remember to eat your vegetables. That's awesome. Thank you so much. That will do it for this episode of the Conquer Risk podcast. We hope you found the conversations valuable. Don't forget to check out the show notes where we'll have links to all of our guests' profiles. And we'll see you back next week. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.